Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Birthbook. This interactive guide takes the mama on their very own birth journey. It cleverly educates and inspires through the four trimesters. Inside you'll find practical must-have tools, knowledge about the body, positive affirmations, personal stories and love notes, interactive QR codes, and so much more. To celebrate the creation of Birthbook, we are giving an exclusive discount to all PBA listeners. Head to www.birthbook.com.au and use the code PBA15 to receive 15% off your purchase. Birthbook, your birth, it belongs to you. We are with you every breath of the way. Welcome back everyone. Today we hear from Justine, the author and creator of Birthbook, an interactive guide to instill trust and confidence in one's body to birth. Justine's story starts like many of us. She was terrified at the thought of giving birth. It was only when she conceived her first child that she was able to transform her belief systems around birth and adopt a mindset of complete trust in her body's capabilities. Walking into a dimmed room with machines away at her local birth center gave her the environment she needed to roar her son Earthside in all her power. When she conceived her second baby, the wave of sickness that engulfed her felt different to her previous pregnancy. She would unfortunately find out that her little girl, Gigi Rose, was not viable for life. Overwhelmed with shock and grief, a shift in her mindset allowed Justine to honour her emotions while celebrating the short life of her little girl, birthing her at 16 weeks gestation surrounded by pure love. Although a tragic outcome, Justine knew her daughter was sent to her for a reason, learning the importance of acceptance and alignment when on the journey of creation, which inspired her to write Birth Book. When the time came to enter the birth realm once more, she drew strength from her angel baby as she welcomed her rainbow baby Earthside in the peace and comfort of her bedroom. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, Justine. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Could you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? 
Yep, so I am from Perth, WA. Um, I have two very cheeky boys, um, Chase, who is six, and Jagger, who is three. I also have an angel baby, Gigi Rose, who I sadly had to let go of at 16-week gestation. Um, and my husband, who I've been with for a very long time, we're high school sweethearts. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, just quickly before we jump into your birth stories, you are also the creator of the wonderful Birth Book, which is an interactive yes. resource for women to use during their pregnancies. Could you just give us a little run through on how that came about? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I started writing scribbles, Sky, when I um, was pregnant with my my first chase. So that was six years ago. Um, but, look, I was so scared about birth and I had so much fear around it. I can touch on that a bit later. But um, cut a long story short, I, I had a really empowering and incredible birth with him. And I remember my mum saying to me, she was there and she was like, just that was like a textbook birth. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like I worked really hard, especially mindset wise to get there. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I had the loss in between, um, which yeah, was, was hard and, and heartbreaking, but, um, our little journey together and, and even her birth, um, although under really horrible circumstances, it, it, as crazy as it sounds, it was it was still extremely beautiful. Um, and it was in that moment that I was like, I need to share some of this with the world. Um, you know, mainly around around birth and alignment, and and, and I guess my belief that she showed me. Um, and then and then my Jagger, my Rainbow Baby, I had such an incredible home birth. It just reiterated everything I knew around birth. Um, again, mainly around mindset and and women being able to remove expectations so that they can just rock up to their birth, you know, um, where they're able to just birth and walk away feeling proud no matter how it plays out. So I think that's that's where it began is I, I wanted to create a resource that maybe I wish I had. Super accessible that was just a book that you could keep by your bed and um, open at any time and work through. Yeah. And it's not just a book on birth education. It's also, like I said, an interactive piece. So there's a lot of focus on your mental space as well, which I love. Yeah, it's. Um, I've tried to keep it super interactive, you know, with having journal prompts that I think are really important, mm -hmm. not just for birth but also throughout your pregnancy. Um, I think it's really important before rocking up to your birth to inquire, you know, into yourself and, and who it is that you are as a person. Like work out how it is that you probably will show up to your birth so that you can start working on you before that time comes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you've done such an incredible job bringing this to life. And I'm sure, like you said, a lot of the creation of it will be intertwined with today's It story. will, for sure. I think <laughs> that's, um, yeah, it's all a part of the story and journey, that's for sure. Yeah. So jumping into your births then, were your pregnancies planned conception? Yes, yes. Okay. They all were very, very planned and very longed for. Mm -hmm. um, I was really blessed um it, it never really took us that long to fall um so very lucky um and yeah so it was straight after our wedding that I was like yeah I'm ready I need to have have a baby and um yeah and and then and then that's what I was saying earlier it was like um I was so lucky to fall very fast with Chase and then after celebrating our pregnancy and how excited we were it was like I had a moment of going oh my goodness I've got to birth this baby 
I've never thought about that before. Yeah. And look, I'm grateful for it now because it's put me on this journey. But at the time it was really confronting, Sky. It was like I've got this baby inside of me. No matter what, I have to give birth. Um, like any other big event in my life, I'm going to start preparing for it because I deserve to have a good experience. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I felt because it, it did get to the point where like the anxiety of it was consuming me every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that can relate to that. Um, look, I think I think there are so many different fears and and they probably they probably look very different for everyone else. And mine, this might sound crazy to some people, but it's my story. I had a lot of fear around like hospitals and, and I've, got, I've got white coat syndrome which is like I get nervous like my blood pressure goes high when doctors take it oh, oh really <laughs> I know and people are like you're crazy like why would you want to give birth at home and I'm like because I feel safer yeah and that's where like I think that's where it is important to to like I said learn about you and and what puts you in the best position for welcoming your baby into the world um so I knew I had to do a lot of um, mindset work around being okay if I had to be transferred to the hospital from the birth centre. Um, I had to surrender to that. And, yeah, look, I ended up giving birth at the birth centre with him and, like I said, it was a very empowering experience. And by the time that nine months came to give birth to him, like, I was a completely different person. I felt so ready, so excited okay with the fact that it could result in being transferred because we never know exactly how birth's going to play out. Um, And I feel like that's where a lot of our work has to be done to get to that point. What were some of the things that you did in the lead up to that birth to get yourself to that place of trust and confidence in your abilities? Was there anything in particular you found really helpful? Yeah, well, look, my sister had told me about hypnobirthing, my big sister, and I was like, oh, you know, what is this thing? I, I never did the course, but um, I, you know, started Googling and, and got onto, like, YouTube and was, like, listening to a lot of posi- positive affirmation videos. Um, my cousin, who spoke about birth so beautifully, she was, she's a yoga instructor and she's she had three babies before I fell pregnant. The way she spoke about birth, like, it didn't scare me. I was like... Wow. Like she was like, yep, just rocked up to hospital, squat position, birth my baby out. And I don't know, the way she spoke about it was very beautiful. Like I've never heard anyone wow. speak of it like that. Yeah. yeah. And I just gravitated towards her. Like, and, you know, she's like, I'll help you. And, and we did actually um, like Skype one-on-one calls a week where like I would do yoga and she would do meditations with me. And so she helped me a lot with like visualisation, which with his birth was extremely powerful for me. Um, a lot of education you know, that I did myself um, and there was a few things there around the woman's body and how it can birth in complete harmony when it's not riddled with fear. And I was just like, holy shit, I'm never going to doubt my body again. It was real powerful findings that I've popped in birth book. Um, so, yeah, so it was there was a lot of education that I did. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, it was mainly around that mindset, positive affirmations, surrounding myself around lots of positive stories, I don't know, just bringing the belief back to how incredible we are as women was a big one. Um, but, yes, so my cousin Donna was a huge part of that and she's actually in birth book. She's the one that does all the meditations throughout it. She's just amazing. But, yeah, so I, th- I think I think there's so many things that you can do around that that, um, yeah, can help. Yeah. So let's jump now to the end of your pregnancy. You've had 
a huge shift in your belief system and mindset. How were you feeling in the lead up to your birth those last few days? Yeah, look, it's it's definitely, I think, for, and all women, I think, can get this. It's the unknown, isn't it? It's like, how's this, how's this going to play out? Um, now that's my favourite part of birth. I think that's what's exciting. I think once you learn how to let go, um, which I think is so important, even as a mother, Sky, don't you reckon? Like, yes. not just pregnancy, but I feel like the tools to learn how to let go and, and surrender, and I know that word is a bit fluffy and gets thrown around a lot, um, but... I feel like it's not just needed in birth, it's needed in pregnancy, in that lead up, and then also being a parent at times. Absolutely. So, no, look, I was in a, a really good space, a little bit of fear, like I said, around that that unknown, but I I really tried hard to, to let go of that and be excited for what my story was going to be. Um, I felt super supported, and that's another reason why I am passionate about birth book because I think... There's a lot of things that we can't control with birth, yes, but then there's a few things that we can around putting the right things in place so that we feel super supported, calm and safe. So when that moment does come that you go into labour, you're able to um, really hand yourself over and let your body do what it needs to do. So I felt really confident with that side of things. Yeah. Did you end up hiring a doula or anything like that? Who was who was planned to be in your birth space? Yeah, I had the birth. Yep. Yeah, so I um, chose the birth center, which was amazing. That's a team of midwives. Um, that's here in in Perth. Yeah. Um, the only one here in Perth, but it's it's incredible. Um, and then I chose to have my my mum and husband. Yeah, by my side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so back then, you know, I didn't even really know what a doula was then and a birth photographer, you know, like, and I wish I did. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, I didn't even know yeah. about them then. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump to that first sign of labour starting. How far along were you? Yeah, so I had, like, my first niggle. I was I was at my, my nana's house having her beautiful Greek food sitting around the table and um, I had a my uh, Braxton Hicks, which I'd had heaps of, um, you know, in those last few weeks. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, when I had it, I, I, I actually could feel quite strong sensations. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're definitely on here. I didn't tell her. I just continued to eat. I didn't want to, um, I feel like my Greek nana would have stressed out a bit. And <laughs> yeah. yes, I, went, I went to the coast and, and, and went for a 3K walk, or waddle, whatever you want to call it. Popped my um, positive affirmations in my ear. I called my um, my mum and sisters and told them, and I knew Ty was at work, so I was like, "Oh, it's such early, you know, it's it being my first. I know I'm going to have quite a long pre labour here, and I do want to do it as home for as long as I can." So I just waited for him to get home, and that was at four pm. And I said, "I think I'm definitely in labour." Um, so my mum lives in Dunsborough, so she started driving up to me, um, and yeah, I laboured at home for as for as long as I as I could. Um, and I feel like I was definitely in my birth bubble at this point because Ty said to me, like, I was only in the, sh- sorry, I thought I was only in the shower for like a half an hour. And he was like, you were literally in there for like three and a half hours. Wow. I must have just been in a completely different world. <laughs> yes. Your perception on time when you're in that labor land is so skewed. It is. And I think that's when you know you're there, right? Mm. Well, you don't know it until I guess the next day, but that's definitely, I feel like, where you need to be when birthing. Because it is intense. It is so powerful. At that stage, I was, like, really having to, um, you know, focus on my on my breath and, um, you know, use the, sh- the water on my hitting my back. 
um, music was playing, hips were swaying. Yeah, definitely. And then it was at that point, um, my my husband was sleeping. Um, so, and my mum was just resting, but um, my husband woke up probably, I reckon about, oh, well, not, but, you know, just resting because I was like, I can just do this part. I'm happy just to be here right now on my own. But he came in and picked up the phone and for half an hour was just timing them. And he, he was the one that said at about 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. that morning, like, I feel like we should get going um, to the birth centre because the app is telling me we should. <laughs> So we hopped in the car. He went. He went through drive through first, Sky. Oh. Went, to McDonald's. went to McDonald's first. Well, I mean, you know, he's got to eat, I guess. And he's so indecisive. So when he was trying to order, he was like, "Ah, oh, like you know." And I was like, "Just pick," because at this oh, point, God. you know what it's like being in a car. Like you're just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and my mum was like, "Hurry up, yeah. man!" <laughs> He goes yeah. to me the next day. You told me to try and put you off getting to the birth center like as much as possible because you wanted a birth, yeah, you know, okay. at home. I was like, mate, no, nah, don't use yeah. that. that was... <laughs> I've shared that before, and I had a lot of people say that their husbands did the same thing. I was like, oh my oh, gosh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So then I got to the birth center, and I was happy when I got there. I was um, six centimeters dilated, so that was that was I was happy with that. Um, and, yeah, hopped in the birth pool. But when I was in the birth pool, I had that, like, transitional stage. So um, that was extremely challenging. They gave me the gas just to try and get back on track. I felt a bit out of control. Um, and then they wanted to do an internal to see where I was at, so I had to get out of the birth pool. And by that stage, I was almost ready to push. So leaning on the birth pool and, and squatting just felt better for me. So that's then where I, I gave birth to Chase. Mm. But really cool. You know, like my... My husband there ready to to catch him, my mum by my side, you know, two supportive, beautiful midwives, rocking up to a space where there was dim lighting, all the machinery is like put behind all the doors. So I just found a really beautiful space to walk into. Which that just on its own can have such a powerful impact, right? Yeah. Any tearing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um having a birth where I did tear and then not with with my home birth like I did really feel like the pushing stage with Chase was so long and I think by the end of it I I, I really just pushed <laughs> yeah which is very nice yeah I, I didn't feel the connection like as much as I did with my rainbow baby with Jagger at home but I also think I was so shattered it was a, a longer birth you know um yeah how were you feeling once you were able to sort of reflect on what had unfolded, especially being your first baby and you being initially terrified of birth, to now being here holding your beautiful baby that you've just birthed the way that you once doubted you could, I guess, in a way? Oh, I got goosebumps just as you oh. said that. It was just, it, oh, it was just magic. It was just, yeah. it was so beautiful and it was, it was such a cool experience. And there was something so magic about, I don't know, like if you if you could have seen me at the first trimester of my pregnancy to then in a squat position roaring my baby out into my hands. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was very cool. It was I felt I just felt really grateful. Yeah. That I could walk away from that moment going, you know, that was that was a really beautiful experience. Mm. And look, I know that not every woman gets a birth like that. Um I I can't compare. I've only got like a birth with my angel baby that I had to really 
surrender to. But I think it's, I think it's one of those things where where two women could, women could probably have the exact same birth experience, and one could say it's amazing, and one could say it was horrendous. Yeah, true. Like so, even even that birth that I had with Gigi, my angel baby, like I I thought, well, that's that's this is our story, and it fucking sucks. But I'm still adamant that I'm going to make our birth as beautiful as it can be. Mm. Um, does that make sense, Sky? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like my little sister, she wanted all she wanted was a vaginal birth, um, and and she was only four weeks in front of me when I gave birth to my rainbow and and her little daughter, my 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 goddaughter, and you know she asked me to be there at her birth, and then cut a long story short, baby was breech, um, and she was like, just like, what do I do? Bub's not turned, blah, 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 blah. and I was like you're having a C-section, like, it, but you're, like that doesn't matter. Like, it's still going to be such a beautiful experience and a magic moment. And we're still going to stay at yours the night before. We're going to be in there with the room with you before, with your music playing, your incense burning, you know, and it's going to be a different birth. But that does not mean that it can't be amazing, yeah. you know. Sometimes our babies choose their births and, and, and we have to do the work to be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So how long until you felt ready for baby number two? Oh, so I had a bigger gap. So Chase would have been like almost three. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, we were like, yeah, let's let's try again. Um, and again, really blessed. Um, we fell pregnant with our little girl. And, oh, that pregnancy was horrendous. I was so sick oh, in comparison no. to Chase. Yeah, and... I wonder if that was my body's body's way of telling me like something's not right or whether, you know, girl, and I do hear that girls do make, um, can make pregnancies, like you feel more sick. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable sharing that journey or would you prefer oh, to skip it? No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I love sharing in the hope to help others because I know it's a bit of a taboo subject. So, um, so yeah, so I... Um, when stayed with my mum, like down south in Dunsborough and, and Chase, um, just because I felt that sicky, like I needed a bit of help by her. So we went and hung down there for, for eight weeks. And and then when it was um, our 12-week scan, we were away at the time. So I had to wait until 14 weeks when I was back home. Harmony was all perfect. That's when we found out we had a little girl. Um, everything else came back perfect. And then um, at that, 14-week scan, we found out that she had a, a major neural tube defect. I got a call. I think I went for the scan on the Saturday and got a call on the Monday. So um, it's called anencephaly. So it's where, like, part of their brain just stops developing. Um, okay. Yeah, absolutely not compatible for life. Um, so, yeah, all of those pregnancies do result in, in I hate saying that word, but having to terminate. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, which was, like, I don't know, I'm quite a spiritual being, so I was just, I I feel like I can accept things pretty well. But I think probably the one thing I struggled with was like where I had a bit of guilt and, 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 and was a bit like, holy shit, was, you know, like I've never done drugs before. Like I've, I don't, I don't drink very often, maybe at a wedding, you know, like I, I'm not, I don't, I've never smoked. Um, I'm, I take a lot of pride in, in what I eat and I put in my body. Um, but, yeah, this was this was just our story, I think, um, and it happens and it is so common. Yeah, it is. And I understand why it can be uncomfortable for people to talk about because yeah. for obvious reasons it can be very triggering for women. 
But on the other hand, it's still a part of your journey. And I think just even the acknowledgement of that for some women can be pretty powerful. It is a part of your journey. And I think like they're a huge part of defining who we are and, you know, like the DNA is a part of us for life. Like we, we need to celebrate them. Yeah. So, so I went in on, on uh, to the doctors and he called and he was like, and I said, oh, look, all good. Chase is at, at daycare um, on Wednesday. I'll just come in then. And he was like, no, 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 we need to see you like right now. So I, I knew at that moment, oh, she was like something's not right. Um, so Ty and Chase came with me and, um, oh, he was the sweetest doctor, bless him. And he just said, like, I'm really, really sorry, but your baby's not well. Like we need to terminate your pregnancy. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so so that week, I think I think what the hardest thing is, and, and even with sharing my story and speaking to women, is trying to then make a decision when, like, you're so overwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? Like trying to make a decision at that time when you're in such, like, a high mental state. Like, does that make sense? You know, like Absolutely, yeah. trying to navigate what decision is the best to help you heal but on such high emotions can be hard so and that's what we were confronted with you know um like dnc um like curette or or birthing her okay yeah so so it was funny at first my reaction went to which is funny for me but oh my goodness i just have to have a dnc like i feel just so sad and heartbroken and i need to be done with this now so that i can start healing and um, this is the only story. I feel like this is the only time I get choked up. And then I get, I, get a, I get a call from my big sister who knows me, you know, more than anyone. And she goes, um, I know you're so heartbroken like, and we are all for you. She goes, but I just know you as a person, Jess, and I don't think DNC is the answer. She goes, I think you need to birth her. I think you need to hold her. I think you need to name her, give her a kiss and, like, you know, say goodbyes. And I was like. And when she said that, I was like, I know she's right, a thousand percent. So I went for a coast walk that afternoon and I came back and I said to my mum and little sister who were with me at the time and, and Ty, I said, yeah, we're going to birth her. We're, we're going to birth her. And I need both of you by my side. I need my little sister Patrice to stay with Chase. And um, this week, that's what I'm preparing for. And it was just in that moment that that decision was made. I, I still entertained the whole um, choosing the DNC, but I don't know. I think everyone's situation is so different. So you just, there can't be any judgment. You've just got to do what's right for you in that time. You know what I mean? It's all you can do. So, um, but yeah, once I called the DNC and, you know, they answered and they said abortion clinic and they can your husband and mum can only drop you to the door and then pick you up six hours later. Uh, I it just, it just, it, I just didn't feel right. Um, so it was like, I got to go through the motions. Yeah. I got to go through the motions. Yeah. Which was the right choice for me at the time. Yeah. So we had to go for an appointment beforehand at, at King Edward here in Perth and um, it's Ward 6 it's called and that's the ward that you go to to terminate your pregnancy. Um and and I that was the first oh well that was probably the the one time that I was really just like out of control like anxiety wise I had to go and see the psychologist and I just ran out of there and left my my husband and mum sitting in the room and they just quickly got up and followed me out but I just couldn't do it I, and so I was walking around a park at the front of the hospital and my phone rang and they said 
you know, where are you? And I said, I'm just across the road at the park. And they said, that's okay. Just go sit under the tree and I'm just going to chat to you on the phone. Um, and she was, they were so amazing and so supportive, like just incredible. And I remember her saying, which I like to share with people because I do think that maybe people are scared of, you know, short-term pregnancies and, and seeing their baby. Um, and she said to me, she's going to be so tiny and she's going to be so sticky and a little bit red and a little bit translucent, but you'll be able to see her features and she'll be so beautiful because she's yours. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's such a beautiful thing to say. Um, but, yeah, they just get you in beforehand and then and then you af- actually have to take a pill the day before you go in. Um, I can oh, I can never remember the name, like Mifepestrone or something, and that that ultimately stops the placenta from functioning. So that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. Not the birth, like that was for me. Yeah, of course. Knowing what it did, I think, you know, and so many women that have been through this would be able to relate to that because that's what everyone has to do in those earlier um, gestations. So... Um, I, I remember doing a lot of Googling Sky around like these type of births and I couldn't believe it. Like apparently some of them, you know, are extremely painful. They can be up to like 36 hours long. Oh, wow. Um, like, wow, like how? They're so little. And, and I was like, there's more to this. And, and, and after researching, you know, there was no real stories. It was always, it was all extremely clinical. And that's a big part of why I wanted to share my journey. Um, in the hope to even just help one person and one mama. And um, I remember thinking, I know exactly why, because there's no alignment. Like you're being made to let go, yeah. but you're not wanting to let go. Like that's going to be bad. Yeah, wow. There's going to be a lot of resistance there, you know. So I had said to, to Ty and my mum, like the second I take this pill, um, we celebrate our little journey and her buzzing around us from that second because for me to be able to birth her I need to have already let go of her mm. and that starts now so you know we already used to chase started speaking about her being in the stars and um so that then when I rocked up to my birth I'm not sure if this makes sense but it was like I already knew she was buzzing around me yeah yeah and and and, and you know like I still I had my big sister by my side my mum of course my husband music playing in my ears lavender burning um yeah it was a little dream team that were in there ready to just celebrate her that's such a powerful thing to be able to do when experiencing something like this you know shifting your perspective from that of complete grief to one of still grief of course but also like you said celebrating her yeah my husband is really amazing with mindset like he is just phenomenal just in life like and I think he was a huge, well, he was a huge part in in also helping me with that. Mm. He always could give me perspective, yeah. you know. Only if you're comfortable with sharing, but did it end up being a long labour like you'd read? No, I, I remember I left Chase with my little sister Patrice and I said, um, she goes, I'll see you tomorrow, Just and gave me a big hug and I said, no, 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 I said, I'll be here in time to tuck Chase into bed and read him a story and tell him all about his sister in the stars. And she was like, but if you're not, it's okay. And I was like, I'm going to be here in time to tuck Chase into bed. <laughs> um, so, look, yeah, I was I was really lucky. It was um, I got I got in like induced, and then um, I think it was like around four hours later, I birthed her. Um, so perfect, even like the little umbilical cord, you know. Yeah. It was, yeah, and I remember Tyrone saying, "Can I cut it?" And I was like, "Oh my god, you're so cute! I just cannot." <laughs> 
Um, and and then it was, you know, having that um, six hours then with her, and then we and then we came home. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that today. I know it can be such a triggering topic, but my hope is that by sharing your journey today, you will be able to help someone else who might be experiencing something similar to know that, you know, there's light at the end of even our darkest moments. So thank you for having the courage to share that with us today. No, you're so welcome. How long after this experience did you feel ready again to try and conceive? Yeah, I... um. It took, oh, it was, to the day I birthed, it was like four weeks and I got my period back, um, which is pretty amazing. So I feel like, um, it, you know, the woman's body is pretty phenomenal, isn't it? But it was obviously emotionally and the mental side. Um, I didn't put any pressure on myself. I gave myself like 12 weeks to, to oh, I say heal, but I think the healing journey is, always isn't it like there's there's still moments that catch me off guard and and that's where I think you know it's important for women to know that that's okay you you always need to honor your emotions they're valid um and I knew that falling pregnant with my rainbow I was still going to be healing and he was probably going to be a massive part in helping me heal um and that's definitely how it how it went after I think around that 12 week mark we we started trying again um and after a couple of months we we fell pregnant with our jagger um and and look, that pregnancy definitely was was different. Um, there were days that I definitely was still processing what had happened, but I was kind to myself and I allowed myself to do that. And I, I think that's important. I, I knew it was important to celebrate. You know, like a lot of women, and it's understandable they'll say, you know, because I've had a couple of losses or whatever their story may be, it's really hard to to celebrate this new pregnancy and and I completely understand that. But I tried to be, how do I explain it? Like I felt like if I got to the point of 16 weeks again and and, and was confronted with this happening, I'd rather look back and knowing that I'd celebrated him too, if that makes sense. So I tried to, and you know, like I, on days that I was happy, I was, I was happy with being happy and days that I felt I needed to be sad. I was also okay with that. And I allowed, and I allowed myself to do that. But his, yeah, the pregnancy look, it was, um, it was, it was very similar to Chase's, um, you know, sick for the first 12 weeks, but then really well, just having to navigate some of those big emotions. Um, but he was definitely a huge part in healing my heart for sure, especially his birth. Yeah. And at what point were you open to the concept of home birthing? Yeah. Um, Gigi was always going to be a home birth. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and and just because I'd had such a great experience, and I was like, I remember saying to my husband and mum, like, I feel like my next one's going to be a bit faster. So, you know, we could be potentially birthing on the side of the road, or we call in the beautiful midwife team and let's do it from home. Um, if it plays out that way, you know. Um, and and I remember the you know the midwife, the home midwife called me the day that I was expecting the call from King Edward to birth her and terminate the pregnancy and I remember answering the phone and the beautiful midwife you know was super happy and so bubbly and you know was saying you know I'm, I'm the home midwife like lovely to meet you and I remember I tried to speak and just couldn't so I just passed the phone to my mom bless her she's like I'm really yeah unfortunately like this is what's happened and um anyway yeah it 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 just felt natural to to do that actually no you know what happened Sky it was um I was 
I think after the loss in between, I called the birthing centre to say I want to put my name down again because um, I was still a bit undecided and they said that it was completely booked out and I couldn't birth at the birth centre and then what was the next option and that's when I said home. Right. Yeah, and then and then I was like, well, my decision was made for me. Yeah. So and then so then I did the community midwife program, which was just like the care was just phenomenal. Like I could go to appointments really close to home or at home. Um, our midwives are just amazing. They're just such special people. Yeah, absolutely. And how were you feeling in the lead up to that birth? Did you have any fears arise? No, I felt all right. Like I didn't have any. I think it was more. Do you know what? I, I don't think it was so much a fear. It was more just. It needs to happen now. I just need to have him here in my arms, yeah. earth side, you know, and it was like, yeah, I think that that was just such a huge, um, I'm not sure if you'd call it fear, but you know what I'm like, it was just, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, I just need him here safe now. Like, and I felt, and I felt that probably, you know, once I hit that 36 week mark, it was like, like, like I had no patience. It was, like, I just need him here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty normal in general, isn't it? I know. And you, no, you're right. You're right in saying that because people go, was your pregnancy different with Jagger? And I'm like, of course it was because I'd been exposed to loss. However, Sky, no joke, even with Chase, when I wasn't exposed to that, I have always just thought that being a mum, being pregnant, having a baby is such a blessing that every mum in the world that wants to be one should be given at least one and then the rest are a bonus. Like I so strongly feel that way and even with him it was like I'll feel like I can completely take a breath once he's here in my arms yeah so you're right in saying that like I think whether you've been through loss or not like I think I think it's just instinctual for us mums to feel that way yeah definitely so should we jump to that first sign of labor starting I had a fake labor with Jag I never had that with Chase so like even brought up my um my mum and sister from Dunsborough oh no (laughs) and then (laughs) I was like, just kidding. So I was like, you could have won a Grammy Award. I was like, I know. I thought I was in labour. <laughs> but you know what? It was good. I got I got them up here and I think that's a huge part of going, my body, it's like they know, okay. Yeah. Mum's here as well and they're the dream team, my husband and mum. Mum's here. I can completely let go now and when you're ready, like you can, you can come, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was like two days after that. I, I'm really conscious that. You know, it's really important. I think it's so easy to get impatient towards the end and wanting to hurry the process. But I think um, it's really important to surrender to that too, as in, you know, I was having niggles, but every night I really tried to have good night's sleep, eat really well. And I think people underestimate that, you know, giving birth is a marathon. It's really important that you feel good leading up to it. Um so long, slow days, you know, around the house, um, yeah, just making sure that I was hydrated and, and doing all those things. Um, but, yeah, it was a couple of days later after my after my false labour that um, I I said, my mum said, oh, it was this time a year ago just that that I came to Perth because we'd found out about Gigi, like let's go light her a candle. Um, and I had a little candle and photo um, sitting on my chest of drawers. And so my husband and I and my mum, just lit the candle and they went to bed and I was just laying in bed listening to my meditation. Um, and it was quite late. That probably would have been about 10-ish. And, yeah, then I felt a trickle and I was like, oh, my goodness, I think that's my waters. Like I won't wake anyone up. Um, so I just kept the candle lit because I knew that I wasn't going to be in a heavy sleep. Um, and then it was midnight. I woke up again and my waters had broken. So 
I told um, my husband and I kept my mum sleeping. Um, and, yeah, her, her little candle stayed lit throughout the whole birth, which was really special. Yeah. And I don't know, I just felt really ready for Jagger's birth. I, you know how I felt? It was like this is easy, like giving birth, feeling it for all that it is, every single part of it, with the pain that I felt with having to let go at 16-week gestation, like I'm just drawing strength from her and our journey and putting all of that into this birth. And, yeah, look, I think as soon as my waters broke, I did have a bit of anxiety, which is, I think, very normal. Like I think your body goes into a bit of shock, like it's about to happen. Um, So, you know, I was on and off the toilet for a little bit there and then it was like, no, this is it, like I'm – where we're really close to meeting baby. I, I, I called my my videographer um, and she just came and hung in the front room and she was like, you know, I'm just going to be in there doing work and when it's time I'll just come in and you won't even know I'm here. She's a very beautiful presence, so I knew that um, she would be great to have there. Um, she's done four home births herself. And then, um, yeah, I just hung out in my bedroom with my husband Anything you did when you felt that anxiety arise to sort of help you stay grounded? You know what I did? I have to. I have to go to the toilet, and I have to do. <laughs> yeah, like I like I feel like when I'm anxious, like I have to go to the toilet, and it all comes out the other end. I, I, I do you know a lot of women? I can say, and a lot of women understand it. Like that's a real natural thing to happen before birth as well. Like to get rid of everything. Yeah. Um, and then you know what I had to do? I had to sneak into Chase's room. I had to lay in bed, hug him, and sniff him. <laughs> so cute that's what I had to do I and it was and I think I was in there for about an hour um around 1am and then I I came out and um Ty looked at me and he goes you ready to do this and I said yeah and he was like let's do it and um then I was like yeah and 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 from that moment it was like birth bubble land like I could feel them coming in pretty fast and pretty hot um and I was like fuck yeah I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. welcome them I'm very big on that with my coaching you know, no matter what your body's going to surge, welcome them, embrace them, celebrate them because it's going to surge so you may as well make each one super effective. Um, I was on my I – had, I had a little bit of a plan that if I was blessed enough to birth at home, I would go for my yoga mat and then when things got a bit more intense, I would then move into the shower um, and then I would come out to, to birth just because you're not allowed to birth in the shower. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, my mum and husband were there rubbing my back and and just helping me out with that. And then I got into the shower probably around, I don't know, maybe it was like 6 a.m.-ish. So I would say I didn't really start active labour until about 3. Yeah. Yeah, like it was from 12 to 3 I was kind of like, from 12 to 2 I was on the toilet and then with Chase and then it was like I remember getting up out of the bed because I was like, oh, yeah, I can start feeling it. I feel like you forget the times a bit. Like, oh yeah, definitely. I've got them in down somewhere. Anyway, it, yeah. And then um, it, it got to around that six a.m. ish, and I I said to my mum, I'll call the midwife because I reckon I'm pretty close. So um, my home midwife got to me about seven thirty, and she came in and she was like, "Are you? Where do you reckon you're at?" And I was like, "Oh no, I, I could birth. I'm I'm good. Like I feel like I've still got a long time in comparison to what I could compare it to, which was chases, like at the intensity." But I, anyway, and then um, it was about 20 minutes later and she was like, you're, you're, you're making guttural noises. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to, to push. Um, so, and keeping in mind, at this stage, Chase is around us too. Chase was, Chase was up from like five to six with me in the shower. And, um, and then I said to my mum, 
um, when I was ready to push, can you just call my best friend? And she literally lives a few houses down, so she just came and grabbed him. Um, but just amazing, these midwives, like they, they're so incredible. I was pushing in the squat position, leaning on tie, and it was one surge of pushing, and she said, oh, I think your cervix is a little bit in the way. And I said, no, like I literally pushed with Chase for an hour and a half. It's fine. Like she was like, no, I'm going to quickly check. And she goes, oh, yeah, it is a little bit in the way. So next push, I'm just going to put my hand up there and move your, like move it slightly and then you'll crown. And sure enough, she did that. And that's exactly what happened. And I was like, they're just, they're just amazing. And and even when I said, I think I'm pushing now, because she could hear me, she goes, I'll oh, turn around, let me see your back. And I was like, do you mean my front? Like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, I need to see your backbone. And she was like, yeah, you're ready to push, darling, get out of the shower. Wow. Like they just, yeah, like they have other signs, like the body shows other signs when you're fully dilated. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I, 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 um, you know, the crowning and being able to feel his head for the, and t- finally touch him for the very first time and then to birth him in my hands and have him placed on my chest again, you know, with my, my husband and my mum right there in the comfort of my, my bedroom um, and just to hear his first cry is, is literally a moment that I will never forget. It was, it was pure magic. It, it really was, yeah. So intense, you know, like it was just... Oh, I don't know. Like I look at that moment and I just go, there was so much healing. You know, like, I cried a lot throughout the birth, and yeah, those rainbow births there's something extremely powerful about them. Yeah, and like you said, you could draw on and almost feel Gigi's energy floating around you. Yeah, I could, and I think the whole like it was very like you know lighting the candle for her, and then yeah. I don't know, I just felt grateful for her. You know, like I felt. Like if someone would say to me, like, I'll take that all away from you and you didn't have to experience that, I'd be like, no, don't you dare. Like I I and you, when I speak, Sky, it's really important I, I share this and I like to always share this. I speak from a 16-week gestation loss. I understand that the intensity, you know, obviously is probably more and more like, you know, child loss, baby loss. I can't fathom that loss. It it is excruciating to even think about it for me. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that my loss wasn't real because it, it 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 was extremely real to me. But I the way that I look at our journey is, yeah, I feel grateful to have had her. Uh, I wouldn't have written this book without her. Um, I you know she's she's a huge part of my life and defining who it is that I am today. And that's where and then you know and then the rainbow babies and I think that's where they're so special. Like mm. you know if, if without losing her I would never have found my way to him such powerful stuff and you said you didn't tear this time is that because you felt like you were more patient when it came to the pushing stage yeah I just felt really in control the midwives were really able to guide me oh I I felt everything um and you know even in my birth video people wouldn't notice it but there's a part there where you see me even slightly lift my leg and like spin my body a little bit because I felt I needed to do that in order to get him out like yeah um and that's the thing, after, you know, I'd process this beautiful baby on my chest and, oh, my gosh, we love the, this, you know, oxytocin bubble. I said to her, oh, my goodness, did I tear? How, how am I? Because <laughs> And she's like, no, not even, you don't need stitches. And I'm like, wow, like the woman's body is so wild, isn't oh, it? Like to be able to just, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Very cool. I remember when I first learned about women tearing during childbirth and I was like, well, that's completely effed up. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but then I started learning about true physiological birth and that, you know, to a degree, even our vaginas are made to tear, which 
just removed so much of that fear for me. I know. And I think it's, you know what, Sky, you're right. I think it's just bringing that belief back to birth. And yeah. that's my slogan because oh, I find this hard to even explain. But, like, I think you can birth instinctually. You can bring belief back to birth. You know, birth with belief, trust and instinct is is, is what I like to share. And even if that results in, in having to have an epidural or having to have a C-section, that doesn't mean that you didn't birth in that space. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It means that you can walk away from that space going, you know what, it didn't play out the exact way that I thought it may have. Even though my book is big on that, we don't do a birth plan, we actually do the complete opposite. We undo everything that we know around birth. But you can at least walk around going, like being okay with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Going like, yeah, like it resulted in this, but 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 that's okay. That was our story. That was our journey, and I know that I I birthed in a in a in a good space to walk away feeling that way. And look, you know, I, I know I absolutely understand that there is probably women listening in that have been through trauma, and you know, I would never take that away from them. It's real. It's a real thing, and you know, we've got to be here to support those mums. Um, yeah. I think my my biggest goal is to try and help minimise that. I think birth is such a beautiful thing. Like I said, even seeing my sister be wheeled back in after her C-section was just so beautiful. Mm. Um, and she's like, you're so funny. I'm like, it is. It was just like, it's just gorgeous. Like, you know, ultimately we all just want our babies safe in our arms. And I think it's important that we as women as well can walk away from that moment in a good place like that's ultimately the first start to motherhood yeah. and and that's the thing you know like it was interesting like I, I put my my birth book into baby bunting I uh, sorry baby land here in Perth which is um, so exciting by the way congratulations yeah it's <laughs> yeah, so exciting but you know when I walked in I was like it's crazy there's all these mums filling their trolley me too filling their trolleys with all this baby stuff but how about working on us like what have you bought for yourself like what are you what are you doing for you babies don't need much they just need you don't that you know like so true yeah um literally it's so funny but like what what have you done to work on you because that's the most important thing yeah Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. And I definitely do feel there is a slow awakening, I guess, happening where women are starting to recognize the importance of themselves in the journey because, you know, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, it's all connected. So connected. You're right. And just, yes, so important. Yeah. So, so I mean, like it's beautiful pages like yours as well and all that you share, like it's just raising that awareness. And, and I think, um, society has these days there's, there's a bit of fear around it but I think you're right I think there's definitely it's definitely slowly changing which is cool and also wonderful resources like birth book are such great tools to utilize on your journey I would have loved to have had something like that to lean on during my pregnancies um, even just a simple journal prompt does that thinking for you I guess which is so impactful yeah that's um yeah definitely my, my biggest purpose for sure is to try and get it in the hands of us many pregnant mamas um, to help them on what's what should be the most, you know, special journey of their life. Mm, for sure. Jumping back to your births now, did you do anything special with your placentas? I do, yeah. Um, no, Chase, I didn't, um, but with Jagger, I did get it encapsulated. Okay. Um, and what was your experience like with the capsules? I'm, not, I'm probably not the best person to ask, only because I'm super sensitive to hormones. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so I get really bad um, migraines. So for me, I couldn't take them. After a week, I had to stop. Um, and I, I did know that that could potentially happen only because I knew that it would be high in estrogen and I can't have, yeah, I can't have that in my body as a supplement. But otherwise, like I would recommend it to people because I feel like that's a very, like I'm just, I'm probably the worst person to ask that, but I still tell people I think it's amazing to do. Like I, um, all my friends that have done it have just been like it's helped so much. They believe mentally, like with their energy levels. Um, did you do it, Sky? Yes, I did. Did you love it? Loved it with my daughters. Yeah, I've heard such great things. So um, don't listen to me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. How big were your babies as well? I don't think I asked that. They were they were they were both like seven seven pound twelve and oh. seven pound seven. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What were your twins? I, your story was just amazing. You, I mean, what week did you go to again? I went to forty plus three weeks twins. with twins. Yes. 40. <laughs> yes, I had roughly about 11 kilos of just babies because they were both three kg each and placentas so two placentas two babies 11 kg that is just wild incredible isn't it oh i know insane that 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 is just amazing honestly yeah it was a wild time (laughs) (laughs) and i'm so grateful don't get me wrong but i just wish i'd known that it was possible to go that far with twins yeah because i remember i remember you sharing that with me sky that like from you would have been like 35 weeks already going i wonder when i wonder when absolutely so on a like you know singular pregnancy people start you know women start doing that from like 38 weeks and that two weeks feels long for you to have to almost do it for five weeks yeah yeah, it was so full on mentally and physically. But, you know, looking back, if I had done more in-depth research, I would have found that it's actually completely normal for naturally conceived twins to go full term. Yeah. But in Australia, there isn't a lot of options around twin birth. So most women book in for a cesarean, which is why I was always under the assumption that twins come early. Um, but in America, where they support twin home birth, a lot of those stories, those mothers go yeah. to full term. Yes. Yeah. Interesting because they're given the opportunity to. Mm, exactly. Was that important to you? Like did you say that you wanted to do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I could, I wanted to give them the opportunity to come on their own. That was super important to me. Um, but in saying that, by the time I got to 40 weeks, I mean <laughs> – my mental health had completely plummeted. I was, I was really struggling. And this is why I'm so big on mindset during pregnancy and birth, because I'm living proof of how detrimental a negative mindset can be. And all birth leaders agree that your body will birth your baby. It's in your DNA to birth, but your mindset alone can interrupt that hormonal flow. And I genuinely believe that's what happened with me. Um, But, you know, I had two beautiful full-term babies at the end of my birth journey. So I, at that stage, just didn't care how they got there. You just wanted them out here safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that kind of brings it back to what you spoke about earlier. I had to really surrender to the process and whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for me. Um, Of course, on reflection all these years later, I can think of so many things I could have done differently to have a better outcome. But that wasn't my story for that birth. And I, you know, didn't walk away with birth trauma, which is really the biggest thing, right? Yeah. So just understanding what they were offering me and feeling like I was in control was huge. So you reckon that was the biggest difference, like in this birth 
what you felt heard you felt like you were making the decision yeah well I mean I understood I didn't understand any of the terminology or procedures they were doing to me first time around I just kind of handed all my power over to the midwife but with the twins I at least understood everything they were saying to me um and I could say yes or no and I was given the time and space to make those decisions so yeah it it completely changed Mm. how I felt at the end of that birth experience which is huge very powerful it it can make such a big difference in the way that we feel yeah yeah Yeah. anyway i've done enough rambling let's wrap (laughs) up this episode (laughs) i know there is so much advice you can give but what would be your key piece of advice for any expectant mothers out there besides get birth book (laughs) buy birth book no (laughs) get birth book in your hand yeah exactly Um, no i think i think it's definitely mainly around that Every woman, I believe, deserves the best possible start to motherhood. So inquire, you know, do the work on you so that when you can rock up, you know that no matter how it plays out, you can walk away feeling proud. I think that's really important. When it comes to actual birth, I think um, I always love sharing that, you know, like I said, no, no matter what, your, your body is going to surge. That's what happens. Um, and it will be intense. But... You need to make the most of every surge. So welcome them, embrace them. You know, soft face means soft cervix. Really, I think that's so powerful, knowing just that information in itself. Yeah, that's my biggest hope for just all women is that, you know, you can feel proud of your birth and empowered as a woman no matter what your story, no matter what your story, because they all look so different. Well, what a pleasure it has been to chat with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your inspirational journey and all the work that you are doing in the birth world with Birth Book. So grateful to have you on. No, thank you so, so much for having me. That brings us to the end of today's episode. What an inspiration Justine is. Her strength and knowledge is palpable, something that is reflected in her creation of Birth Book. Please use the link in the show notes to utilize today's discount created specially for you. I hope any mamas listening today that have experienced loss of any kind are able to listen with love in their heart. You are not alone on your journey and your experience matters. Your child matters and we love you and we are here for you. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think over on the PBA Instagram. Sending all my love to the mamas out there getting ready to meet their babies. I'll see you all next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Bye.